Mike and Melik Fantasy Studio. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Melik for this special Halloween edition. What are we doing for the special Halloween edition, Justin? Lots of spooky, spooky stats from you. All right. We're going to start off today with Thursday Night Football's recap, Falcons 125-17. We saw Teddy Bridgewater go down. Uh, it was a little bit of a dirty play. Yeah, no, it, it was really a dirty play. That guy was like the karate kid. His leg was so high. He was like, hi <laughs> Teddy went down. All right, so with Teddy Bridgewater going down, this really affected uh, a lot of players. Uh, Robbie Anderson was one of my booms for the week. He had only eight targets, five receptions, 48 yards. Fail. Uh, I consider him now a bust, obviously, because of the Teddy Bridgewater injury, of course. Although he was still running his routes. He, he, was, he was really on the field after he went down and, and moving around, basically opening up the field for his teammates a little bit. Uh, DJ Moore, he's been seeing three games with more than six targets. But that game, he only had two receptions, 55 yards. Mike Davis, 13 rushes, 66 yards, one catch, 11 yards. Really disappointing. I was expecting him to have a good game. He wasn't one of my booms this week. But it looks like he's on his way out of production. Christian McCaffrey's coming back next week. So we'll see about that and what the workload's going to look like. But I don't see much of Mike Davis as a start going forward. Uh, Also, Curtis Samuel, to say the least, had the biggest game on the Panthers. He had 54 total yards, two touchdowns. He got some rushes in there. Uh, Overall, the Panthers didn't play necessarily awful, but uh, Falcons just edged them on this one. You got anything to talk about in regards to the Falcons? We both said the Falcons were going to win on the bright side. Yes, we did. That was kind of a bold prediction, and it came true. But I did prophesied a couple of times that it was going to be a passing game and they did not go to the air nearly as much as I thought they would be. Matt Ryan did clock 280 yards passing and with 30 attempts and he did have one touchdown reception but overall they went to the ground a lot more than I was expecting and I mean Todd Gurley and Hill seemed like they were grinding constantly, but it was like they were running in sand. And a lot of his gains were negated (laughs) by big negative yards. So he ended up being not nearly as productive as we predicted. We we both had him as a boom. We did. We did. Technically, he wasn't a bust, but he wasn't a boom. This was really a sad game for anyone looking for a fantasy boost out of this game, if you had a lot of players on either side, you are probably pretty sad right now. Hang in there, guys. Todd Gurley is getting high-end RB2 production on a week-in, week-out basis. Unfortunately, he had 18 rushes for the 46 rushing yards, but he did save his night with a touchdown. He's pretty much had a touchdown every game now, and he's looking like a touchdown machine. Like we said before, he scores even when he doesn't want to. This game, we needed it from him. Uh, it was really disappointing at times watching Brian Hill come in and take the production from Todd Gurley on important situations, but Todd Gurley really just couldn't get it going as much as we expected him to, so I don't necessarily consider him a boom or bust this week, but we got that touchdown we needed. Yeah, he's a lot of people's RBs two, RB2s. If he's your RB1, hang in there. He's still going to get that production. And uh, we're going to move on here. And Actually, no, no, I want to speak on one more thing. Calvin Ridley... 
Uh, he didn't have the game that I was necessarily expecting. Unfortunately, he did go down with a foot injury. The x-rays were negative, and he's now day-to-day with a mid-foot sprain. I digress. We're going to move on to something new we're going to start doing whenever we drop our podcast on either Fridays or Saturdays. We're going to look up at every single matchup for Sunday, not including Monday. Monday, we'll talk about the game. Then when we make our podcast, we'll talk about our predictions. But for this, we're going to do score lines. We're going to look it up over at vegasinsider.com and we're going to look at the total score and we're going to say whether we uh, expect an over or under here so we're going to put some betting into this incorporate a little bit and we're going to talk about each game what we expect uh, people injured who to start just general information that you guys would need to know on a Saturday before going into Sunday especially if you got waivers Uh, this is really important we feel so Justin what's the first matchup you want to talk about right now well first I'd like to thank Vegas Insider for sending us these stats I was once a Vegas insider, briefly. Then they threw me out of the casino. (laughs) So the first thing I'd like to talk about is the Vikings versus the Packers. The scoreline we have on that is 50. Are we going to go over or under? Or you? I have to go over on that one. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be over 50. I think the Packers will have... Probably 30-something, and the Vikings will have 20-something. Okay, but the Vikings actually have allowed the fourth-highest passer rating at 110.4. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking to take advantage of that. Not that he needs it, but so I would expect that to be way over 50. Then Aaron Jones, sadly ruled out. So that should be a boom for anyone who has Jamal Williams. You want to start him. The Vikings have ruled out two of their starting CBs, so that should be good for Devontae Adams. If you got him, start him. Dalvin Cook is still questionable. He is expected to play, but we're not expecting a lot of production out of him, so just be careful with him. And finally, Kirk Cousins, who I have as a bust this week, leads the league with 10 interceptions. That's pretty bad. Not a fan of Kirk Cousins. But, yeah, definitely, guys, if you got Devontae Adams, uh, he's going to be in your lineup regardless. But Jamal Williams, he's one of my RB booms for this week. Uh, Jones, a DNP with Calf uh, early this week. He, it was looking like he wasn't going to play. Get this guy in your lineup, Jamal Williams. He, he should be mostly rostered at this point, but if he's in your roster and you, you need that RB help, you get him in there. They're going to use him, and it's going to be a good game. Uh, next matchup here. What do we got? We got the Titans versus the Bengals. That's going to be a thriller. <laughs> you had Tannehill as a boom. I said meh on him. You also have Joe Burrow as a boom. And I said meh on him too. So Scoreline is 51.5. I'm going to go under on that one. I don't think it will quite get there. I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Uh, Joe Burrow, I have him as a boom right now, but I'm more on the edge with Joe Mixon sitting out. And their left tackle, their center, and their right tackle are out as well. It's not going to be easy for the rookie to get it going and keep it going. I do have the Titans winning. In this over matchup, from my perspective, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. That's right. We have your boy, Ryan Tannehill. 
Got the fewest drops by receivers this season with four. This is really an amazing stat because there have been so many drops this year. It's been unbelievable. And that offense is looking really efficient, especially in terms of getting the ball to the freaking wide receivers. Tannehill's getting it done. That's what he's he getting it done. That's what he started doing once he left the Dolphins. <laughs> sad times, sad times. Thank you, Adam Gase. Yeah. We love you. By the way, there's a new news just came in today that obviously Adam Gates is getting replaced at the end of the season. You know who their top prospect for a coach is? Honestly, I don't know. Who is it? O.J. Simpson. Oh, God. Okay, Derek Henry is leading, <laughs> leading in rushing yards. That's a real news, okay, Peter? No fake news here, you guys. That's right. Derrick Henry is leading the league in rushing yards by over 100 yards. He's got 663 of them. Second is Clyde Edwards Hilaire with 551. But what makes this so amazing is that Henry actually had a buy Edwards Hilaire did not, and yet Henry is still that far ahead. So you got him. Thank your lucky stars and start that man. All right, Joe Mixon plus the left tackle, the right tackle, and the center are all out. So you may want to start Giovanni Bernard. With the left tackle, the center, the right tackle out, Joe Mixon not playing. Of course, if you have Giovanni Bernard roster and you need to fill in for an R&B bye week, I would I would probably play him, guys. Um, Giovanni Bernard is going to get some production, but I wouldn't necessarily rely on him doing great. It's only if you need to fill him in there. It's not going to be an easy battle for the Bengals. They're going to be fighting from behind. You're going to see Joe Burrow throw a lot. That's why I'm not taking him away from my booms just yet. But necessarily, I would target players like Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, and that offense uh, for in terms of production and basically expecting them to be trailing this whole game. Uh, we got a next matchup coming up here. The Jets and the Chiefs. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. The scoreline is 49. Uh, I'm going to have to say over, but courtesy of the Chiefs. It could very easily go under if the Jets fail to score. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a high possibility. So that one's, that's really, that's a tough call. But if the Chiefs are uh, going hard on offense and push for the uh, extra scores to run up the score they could go over 49 but Sammy Watkins is ruled out so take that into consideration Le'Veon Bell this is going to be the ultimate revenge game for him we love re revenge games matchups we love them here especially in this situation Le'Veon Bell uh, when he was uh basically looking for teams to sign with after he was released by the New York Jets he had the next three matchups on the Jets' schedule as teams as a preferred destination. Landed with the Chiefs, and it's looking like they're going to use him a little bit more. As they took away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's production last week, Le'Veon Bell, I have him as a boom this week. He's going to get more touches, and I think he's going to go over 100 yards. Well, I had Le'Veon Bell as a bust. Well, we'll see about that. Who was on your boom in that backfield? Was it Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or it you was, didn't have him there? No, I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and you gave me a very hard time about that. And I will continue to do so. We'll see Sunday who's right. Uh, and then also Crowder is doubtful, so there's some potential there for Mims if you got him. Yeah, as you brought up before, Mr. Malik, the Jets are going to have trouble scoring. <laughs> you know, the Chiefs defense last week Mike got a couple touchdowns. knows a lot touchdowns. about that. 
<laughs> they're going to have a lot of trouble scoring as Crowder is doubtful. Uh, we did see Denzel Mims in his first week playing for the Jets uh, last week, and he did pretty well. He's getting some targets. He was running routes pretty well, but it's not easy in that offense to get the ball to your receivers as they have been struggling all year long. So we'll see about that. I'm going to go with the over as well as the money line is at 49 combined score. Uh, right now, we're going to take a five-minute break. We'll be right back and hang tight, everybody. And we're back. I just tried to go trick-or-treating, but I got trespassed. Mike was reading some new stats that had just come in. Yes, brand new stats, guys. We're going to keep it going here. We got some more games to talk about. We're covering the combined score line over at VegasInsider.com. This is the numbers that we're running by. So I'm going to start off over here with the Rams versus Dolphins. The money line's at 46. I'm going to go with the under. We got Tua's first start. I love Brian Flores and what he's done with the Dolphins so far over the past couple of years. But I feel like they took Fitzpatrick out a little bit too early. But there's got to be a game where you get Tua in. And he's decided to jump on that. And I can't, I can't fathom the fact that he would do that. But... I have to respect his decision, and we're going to see how Tua plays in his first game. Devontae Parker was limited Thursday with a groin injury, looking like he's going to play. The guy's a stud, um, not necessarily a boom this week, but we'll see who Tua tends to favor in that wide receiver court through the rest of this weekend, and I have the Rams winning. So as I move on, we got the Patriots versus the Bills, AFC East matchup, scoreline, 41 combined. I'm going to go with the over on that. Although we got Stephon Gilmore out, opens up for receivers like John Brown and Stephon Diggs. It's not going to be an easy one for the Patriots. Bill's winning. I got him there. And Julian Edelman and Kilhari are also out with a struggling Cam Newton. Not looking good on their side. Next game I got coming up for you, we got the Raiders versus the Browns. Score lines at 49.5. I'm going to hit the under on that. Josh Jacobs, limited Thursday. And that was basically off the injury report. Next day, yesterday. So it's looking like he's going to play. He's been RB27 since week one. Hasn't necessarily been great since then. That week one performance was really impressive. But we do have Trent Brown coming back off the COVID list. So he's getting some run blocking up there. One of the best tackles in the league. Wouldn't be surprised if I see him go off there. Uh, as we know, OBJ tore his ACL last week. Really hard to watch. Sad to see. Baker Mayfield prevailed. And we're going to see Rashard Higgins step up to the plate and see what he can do. Any insight on that game coming up? Could be really interesting. The Raiders beat the Chiefs a few weeks back. We got the Browns at 5-2, and two, surprisingly. Any other insight? The Raiders have been very hot and cold. Uh, the Browns are uh, they are having a good run. They've been surprisingly strong. So I would expect the Browns to edge out the Raiders. I have the Raiders edging off the Browns. So we'll see on that. Next game going up. Malik, you got anything? Well, I have managed to set up a game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Detroit Lions. Let's hear about it. Yeah, you, you want to hear about this one. The scoreline is 50 I'm going to go over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I bet you want to go under, don't you? 
I, I will go under on that game, not necessarily anticipating a high score and one there. Okay, well, that's awfully pessimistic. But, you know, you do have a point because the Colts have allowed the lowest passer rating to opposing quarterbacks at 71.7. So, yeah, if you got their defense, if you can get them by Sunday, that would be a good play. I got the Colts defense as a boom this week, so it's looking like a good one for the Colts setting up for this Sunday. So we'll see how it all pans out. That's right. That was one of our joint booms. Jonathan Taylor's got, we're expecting him to have over 100 rushing yards, so. That's a boom right there. The running back, boom, one of mine versus Detroit, Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to have a solid game coming up. All right. I guess I'll take the next one. I got the Steelers and the Ravens, which could be the match of the week. Let's hear it. That's right. You got number four versus number one in the power rankings. It's obvious which is which. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is which, Mike? Which is which? Steelers, obviously, is the only undefeated team left. But uh, that's going to end soon. So the scoreline is 46.5. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go over on that one. I'm going to agree with you. It's a matchup between the number one and number four on the power rankings. Ravens versus the Steelers. It's going to be a really, really hard-fought game. It's going to be a dogfight. I can't wait to watch that one. Nasty slugfest. Mark Ingram still doubtful with his ankle injury. So we would suggest... Fire up J.K. Dobbins, everybody. Play Dobbins over Gus. Gus is a bust. Gus is a bust. Marquise Browns. We're planning on him having over 100 receiving yards and at least one touchdown. But Pittsburgh, which you want to remember, is allowing the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So do you think they'll be effective against Lamar Jackson? Well, we'll see. As we know, Lamar Jackson's a dual-threat quarterback. He can run all over. He can pass. He's getting a little bit better with his passing throughout the season. Didn't start necessarily well. Uh, but as this interdivisional matchup becomes more important for teams like this, especially higher up in the power rankings, you're going to see a lot of running from Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be able to reach out to Mark Andrews this week. It's going to be a good one. As we move on, we have the Chargers versus the Broncos. Score line is 44.5. I'm going to hammer the over on that. Lindsay has been questionable. Somewhat expected to play, not necessarily sure yet, guys, but he if, is, if he's out, you start Melvin Gordon. This is a revenge matchup versus his previous team, the L.A. Chargers. He's one of my booms. You fire him in there, especially if Lindsey is out. Keenan oh. Allen, yeah, one second, sorry. Keenan Allen targeted 10-plus times in four of six games played this year. Obviously, had a bye week, so... I'm looking to see some production from him there as well, but I do have the Broncos winning. They are not going to win, but okay. Now, I, the other day, we both had the Chargers defense as a boom, so I still believe in that. But in our last podcast, when we were talking about this game, I referred to Drew Locke as Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Which, Why is that? I don't know, but they're like, Basically the same person. You could they could pass for twins, so I really can't be blamed for this. The resemblance is uncanny. 
But yes, I was meant to say that Drew Locke was struggling. And I said Tyler Lockett was struggling, which obviously he's not because he's one of my booms this week. <laughs> Completely different team. Tyler Lockett is struggling, guys. If he scores 50-plus for you in PPR, <laughs> get him out of your lineups. We don't want to see that. It's a slaughter fest. Moving on. What do we have next, Mike? Tell we me. got the Saints versus Bears, guys. I got the Saints winning on this one. The score line is at 43. I'm going to go under. Alvin Kamara, consensus RB1. Expect a good game from him. Uh, Michael Thomas, once again, ruled out with hamstring and ankle injury. Don't necessarily understand what's going on with NT this year. He was healthy, he was hurt, and then he was healthy and he was hurt. And uh, he had some issues with management as well. Uh, we'll continue to monitor him going into next week and seeing if he's going to play for his first game of the season. Uh, something really going on there. Allen Robinson, he was doubtful, um, and now it's looking like he's going to play. He passed concussion protocol. Um, I was going to say, if he wasn't going to play, Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller get a boost, mostly Mooney, but Allen Robinson is playing this week, guys. You put him in your lineups. You lock him in there. It's going to be a good game, but the Saints, I got winning on this one. Uh, next, next game up, we have the Niners versus the Seahawks. That's going to be a good game. I expect a good one from Jimmy G., but I do have the Seahawks edging them. Score line 54, but I'm going under on this one. It's over. A little crazy this week with the injuries in the backfield for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde. Hyde was doubtful yesterday, um, but they are both looking like game time decisions, according to Coach Pete Carroll. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I have him as one of my booms this week now. Uh, we have Debo Samuel out, so I'm expecting some production from him. Uh, DJ Dallas, it's somebody you want to be looking to pick up if you need RB help this week. And if, obviously, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are out of the game, he will be getting a boost in his workload. Uh, Russell Wilson, this is a cool stat that I saw the other day. He's the only quarterback this season in the NFL to throw two-plus intercept uh, TDs in every game this season. Excuse me. And uh, Russell Wilson... He's looking like a sure-fired MVP so far. He's, he's really hanging it in there. He's really consistent, and he's making all his teammates better. Uh, I do feel like I have to mention Tyler Lockett here. Uh, I don't anticipate him to put up the same numbers as last week. It's, that would definitely be a really hard thing to do, but you can definitely guarantee that he's going to get some targets in that game. I do have DK Metcalf a little bit higher up in my rankings this week. Just a flip-flop, but had the Seahawks winning. We'll see how it plays out. Russell Wilson always has help from above, except every now and then when it falls apart. But I do expect Tyler Lockett to get more receptions than Drew Locke. I can guarantee that. Okay. I would expect so. I put my money on that. It's going to be a high-scoring game, like I said in the last podcast. Jimmy G, I have him on a boom. I think they're going to take advantage of Seattle's defense woes, but then Russell Wilson will be forced to respond, and he will. Who do we got Next, Mike. We have the Cowboys versus Eagles. This is gonna be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be something else. Cowboys versus Eagles, interdivisional matchup. I got the Eagles winning this one. Cowboys defense is atrocious. Scoreline is at forty three, but I'm hammering the over on that one. Unfortunately, we got Miles Sanders ruled out due to the, his knee issue that he's been battling. That means Boston Scott, get him in your lineups, guys. Got him as a boom this week once again. And Carson Wentz, I expect a great game from him as well, as I predicted earlier on this week. 
300 yards, three plus touchdowns. Really expecting him to pop off. A great waiver pickup if your quarterback is on a bye this week as well. If you don't have him already rostered, uh, definitely best stream of the week. C.D. Lamb, this is a good stat as well, although he's got the third-string quarterback uh, most likely starting to throw to him. Uh, Andy Dalton's looking doubtful uh, due to the hit that he got last week. Really despicable, I would say. Um, but for C.D. Lamb, this is a cool stat. He is one of three receivers this year with 10-plus catches of 20-plus yards this season. And the other two are Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley. The Young Bucks are shining this year so far. Hopefully they can get C.D. Lamb involved, though. He didn't have a catch last week. Not really looking good for that offense as much as their defense as well. I got the Eagles winning this one. You're absolutely right. We're not going to see the Cowboys winning for a long time. <laughs> as expected. I'm not a Cowboys hater, though. Uh, I do appreciate what Mike McCarthy tried to establish in a culture. And within that, that locker room, hasn't been so easy with their struggles. Definitely uh, makes a discombobulated environment. But uh, let's let's see how it plans out through the week. Maybe they get some, uh, some good production from that quarterback. Maybe he gets to fill the offense out a little bit. We will see. No namers. This is the time to... Shine it and put your name on the map, especially when you got that Dallas star on you. So we basically just covered up all of the games for Sunday. Uh, like I said, the Monday matchup will go over on Monday and get more into detail about it specifically. And as we already recapped the Thursday night game, a couple booms are good. A couple of them switched to bust. We were fairly on point in that game, though. I did predict possibly high 20s for Matt Ryan and Bridgewater. Matt Ryan got 18. So it was getting close. I said it would happen if it turned into a shootout, which it did not, but it was largely because of it's that dude who karate kicked Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, that was that was not fun to watch. So that cost anyone who had Teddy um, probably at least you know, 7 to 10 points for him being out so long. But I also predicted beautiful weather, and it happened. Yes, that was a that was a great prediction. Did you have weather under your booms? I had weather on the booms, and I also said that the Atlanta Falcons would benefit most. They thrive in fair weather. All right, so we pretty much wrapped up the Sunday slates. Good luck to all of you guys this week in fantasy. Get your lineups right. Get them in. Best of luck. This is the Mike and Melick Fantasy Studios podcast. Enjoy your weekend. And happy Halloween to all of you.